What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Rowdy Sailors. It's a lifestyle brand for the Rowdy Sailor and all of us. It's also active duty owned and operated. They're putting out some cool stuff from t-shirts, flags, hats, tumblers, even stickers. Make sure you go check them out. Their Instagram handle is at Rowdy underscore Sailors and go support one of your own. Make sure you tell them the Disgruntled Sailor sent you and start living that Rowdy lifestyle. The views expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member nor the view of the United States Coast Guard. Furthermore, the podcast does not have any association with nor endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military, expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, relax, crack a cold beer, unless you're underway, then next watch motherfucker. Ahoy, shipmates. Oh, you're doing it? Yeah, I'm fucking going, dude. I'm wound up. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Ahoy, shipmates. Uh, We're here with number uh, 58. Um, This is going to be a interesting, uh, hopefully eye-opening episode for some people. We are going to talk about politics and abortions all episode. So sit back, relax, and crack a cold beer. Negative, Uh, Ghost Rider. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, but we are going to be talking about sexual harassment, sexual assault, and some suicide stuff. Is your phone on? Your phone better be on silent, dog. Is it on it, silent? It is. I hear a Mine's beep. On Mine's on airplane. It's, it's not, not mine. I hear a beep, too. I think it's out there. Oh. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, so, uh, we have a special guest with us today. Um, he's going to go by the name of Boone. Boone, introduce yourself. Tell us as much or as little about yourself as you want to. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Boone. Um, been in seven years so far uh, in, a, in an engineering rate uh, certified. So this will follow up with the story uh, as far as still working in law enforcement and been at two cutters and two stations. Really Very about nice. it. How long you been in? Seven years. Seven years. Oh, Pay yeah, attention. Sorry, sorry I'm <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm beat. All right, so we are gonna do the what we normally do, and we're gonna do some fucking admin stuff. And yeah. since my printer wouldn't work, I have to do this on one tiny laptop because you would only buy me a tiny screened laptop. You literally said you didn't need that much stuff, so I got you a decent laptop. Hell, you didn't even pay for it, so mind your fucking business. <laughs> Just I, I, to process that uh, order from the ship store, he'd have a new laptop. Yeah, no shit, dog. Got him. Yeah, I would have. I would have. So you sent me a soundbite that someone on Anchor sent us yesterday. Yes. Uh, pretty much, he said his son is uh, in the Sea Cadets. Um, and he's thinking about going Coast Guard, uh, but he's going to be reserved. So he was wondering if we could do a PSU episode because a lot of people – you know, I have a general idea of what the PSUs do, um, what they're supposed to fucking do. I have a giant idea about that. Uh, he was just kind of asking us um, if we could do a PSU episode. And it's funny that he asked because just last week I had a chief for a PSU who is um, wants to come on and do an episode with us. So yeah, we, so it's gonna it's gonna line up. We'll put one out. We're gonna try to do it. We got we got a, a good a good episode coming up next episode, and then we got a special fucking surprise for number six zero if we can pull it off. 
Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, if you go like through the Anchor app, you can send us direct voice messages through there and ask whatever the fuck you want. This and is if, the first time somebody's ever done it. So it yeah. kind of caught me off guard. I was like, ooh, what's this? If it's funny, um, um, no, we're not talking about Jim this episode. Next one. <laughs> um, if it's funny, like if it's just 20 minutes of fart sounds, we'll put it in a fucking episode because it'll be funny. <laughs> maybe, maybe not all 20 minutes, but we'll put something in there. No, I, I never, never mind. All right. Also coming up is one of the people that thinks they figured us out works at Cyber Command, and he's an, is he an IS? Bro, I don't know. I mean, so, I could look him up. So I don't really know what ISs do. I I assume it's nothing, and uh, I also don't know what Cyber Command does. So if he can come on and maybe tell us what exactly they do. It's kind of I, I imagine it's going to be like if we had an OS on. And he's like, all right, tell me why you're an operations specialist, and I. It's probably going to go just like that, you know. Yeah, neither I'm the, operator or specialist. No, yeah. So probably just going to talk shit, but it'll be good content. So I think we're going to try to swing that. Um, did you see on the Coast Guard? Uh, it was a uh, official Yeoman memes or, or Coast Guard Yeoman memes or whatever their page. Um, that they posted a BM2 joined the Yeoman Facebook group page. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did <laughs> yeah. see that. So he joined it and like to join. I guess you had to answer questions or whatever. And he's like, "Yeah, uh, I know I'm not a Yeoman, but I just uh, my Yeoman suck, and I need some fucking answers." So I figured I'd join the Coast Guard Yeoman page. Yeah, and somebody posted in there his Yeoman now entered the chat or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a fucking baller ass move to like. Oh, you suck? I'm just going to go to somebody else, you know? I mean, that's uh, what we all do. Well, I mean, yeah, but he did it on, like, a... That was a... I mean, he didn't drop, like, the Spo that, like, dropped the ball. But that would be funny. He's like, yo, dude, I... Spo New York or Spo Miami is shit in the bed, and I need fucking help. That would have been fucking baller. Um, But I thought that was cool. Uh, Did you see the new tattoo policy update came out? I did. I, I wasn't that impressed with it. Yeah, so I didn't really notice too much of a change, if any at all. So I'm not sure, but I I don't remember. So it used to be, um, do you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, it just got real quiet for a second. Boom! Can you still hear us? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so it used to be V-neck T-shirt, no tattoos visible. Now it's crew neck T-shirt. Yep. Um, and you're allowed to have one tattoo behind your ear. Yeah, not to exceed like an inch or something like that. Yeah. I, I hope we're going to follow suit with the Navy here soon. I do too. I want get... fingers and hands, dog. Fingers and hands. I'm getting it as soon as it fucking happens. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm going to get a yo yes across my fucking knuckles. A yo yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get deckhand across my knuckles. That would be funny. I don't know what I'm going to get, but I definitely what? want finger and hand tats. Or keys. Motiv- or like motivated one I've seen is taps. They had taps on both hands. Taps? <laughs> like. like- like Te- lights out, like getting knocked out. Wow! I, if I if you throw your hands up and they say taps on them, I'm gonna piss myself laughing at you. Depends uh-huh. on who you are. I don't know if he's like big. Yeah, but like bit- if you got if you got taps, Miami, I would laugh so fucking hard. But like it, people that can fight that would could knock you out, like lights out. Yeah, they don't you? advertise that. They shit. don't yeah, advertise they don't that. Yeah. Um. Next thing is um, 
you made some fucking baller ass t-shirt designs. Sometimes I do good. Uh, I complimented you. I said, you know, I said, I told you to crush it. You fucking crushed it. So it's like, um, I would say it's a mix between like Ed Hardy, um, like mild, like a, a sprinkle of like affliction and then like a little bit of like Zulu Foxtrot or, you know, Zulu Fox all put together. Um, my favorite two right now are like, there's a main one where it's like a skull with cannons. Uh, it's got the Queen Anne's Revenge on his hat. Uh, but my, the fucking, that one, yeah, that one. Yeah. And it says stay disgruntled on it. Uh, my, the other one is, um, it's the order of the fucking dragon. Yeah. The realm of the golden dragon, uh, realm of the golden dragon. Hold that up. So Boone can see it. Yeah, that's pretty sick. It's like a samurai skull with two samurai swords and a fucking golden dragon underneath it with a black background. And it's going to be fucking rad. And That's I can't wait baller. to get one. I don't even care. I'm not in the order of the dragon. I'm getting it. And I'm fucking wearing it. And nobody can tell me no, because <laughs> it's fucking rad. Uh, but those is once the coins come in, and you guys said you wanted the coins, so we ordered coins. So once they come in and sell, we can start pushing this t-shirt out. If yeah. if we if we don't start selling t-shirts or if we don't start selling these coins soon, I might just take some of my slush money and just do these fucking t-shirts. I want them bad, you know. <laughs> I want the status Grunnel one bad. I, I like that one a lot. I, I like the, the Realm of the Golden Dragon, though. It's oh, like I, I like that, too. And then I'm, I'm trying to come out with a, a shellback design, too. I made one. It's, it's pretty rad so far, but I, I want to add a couple things to it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so speaking of that, coins. When do the coins fucking show up? You, you told me two to four weeks. Yeah, okay. So that was the original estimate, and then... Uh, here, I got the fucking email. It says... Da, 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 da. It says, We wanted to reach out to you to let our customers know with an order in production, we are experiencing unforeseen delays. So it says uh, they're they're expected to be back in production on the 25th of this month. So like two days ago. Okay. Um, so it says it may take longer. Uh, but that's all, that's all I have. And they asked, not to, they asked not to send like status update requests because it's like they we, those will crush a small business <laughs> <laughs> okay you should have used the ones i told you to go to they weren't as cheap i uh, used i don't remember they were very punctual with mine oh yeah okay. i used um custom challenge coins that's what i used yeah i had mine in three weeks damn from like start to finish <laughs> hmm. all right well hopefully they fucking get here soon because yeah. I want them. Um, next, did you see Oak and Iron gave away some fucking coffee? Just a random person. What do you mean a random person? Uh, his three hundredth follower that wasn't like a business or like. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw that. Uh, he was just like, "Hey, uh, you're a three hundredth follower. You want some free coffee?" And the guy's like, "Uh, yeah, hell yeah, dude. I'll take some fucking coffee." So it's cool to see that you know Oak and Iron and them are still you know, practicing what they're fucking preaching, you know, yeah. just not really advertising. That they're going to do it. Not really like pushing it out there. Just like, let's give some shit away, you know? Yeah. That's, but, that's good. I mean, we do that randomly. Like we'll do like a random fucking raffle. When was the last time we did a fucking with... raffle? I don't know. A month ago. Uh-uh. I live streamed it. Cause you were like, bet you won't. <laughs> oh yeah. 
I do remember yeah, the that. live stream didn't last long because I was like, I don't have that much to talk about except oh, the who's going to win. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here, and I just wanted to take a minute to talk about one of our sponsors, Oak and Iron Coffee. Oak and Iron was founded to honor America's rich nautical history along with the history of the Coast Guard. Every member of their team has either served in the Coast Guard or a veteran who grew up on the water. They are putting out some amazing coffee. They offer whole bean or ground coffee along with K-cups, tumblers, and stickers. They can even do unit orders if needed. One of the best things about the company is that a portion of all the proceeds goes to support CGMA. So every time you buy from them, you're essentially helping your fellow Coasties who need it the most. Go check them out on Instagram at Oak and Iron Coffee or on the web at OakandIronCoffee.com and tell them the Disgruntled Sailor sent you. But, um, so speaking of swag, uh, you got some swag from the Sandbox, huh? Yeah, uh, the Coast Guard Cutter Maui. Let me grab it real quick. So they sent in like their sticker, I guess. Why is the Trident upside down? I don't know, bro. That's just how it is. Hmm. Like I don't, I don't make their designs. I was just wondering. Uh, they also sent us a koozie, and then is it neoprene or is it cloth? Hold on, I'll open it. It's neoprene. Feels like ooh. It's neoprene. It definitely smells like neoprene. Sweet. You know I have about my fucking neoprene koozies, Doug. And they sent us this patch. Free swag, yeah. And they, they also sent us a coin. I don't have the coin here though. It's at it's at work, but the coin is uh, it's pretty rad. On one side, it has like Coast Guard Cutter Maui, and then it says nineteen eighty six to twenty twenty two, and it says Miami to Monoma, and it has like a picture of fucking looks like King Trident. Wait, where did you say it went to? <laughs> this is their decommissioning coin. No, where? No, what place <laughs> did you say they were at? It says Miami to Monoma. I don't think that's how you say it. I don't know, bro. M-A-N-A-M-A. Manana? <laughs> Whatever. Bahrain. That's where it fucking went, okay? I thought it was Manama. And then it has... Is it uh, Manama? I think it's Manama. I can't, like... I have to, like, hold it and zoom in on it, but... It's on the Instagram it's page. Yeah, it's on the Instagram page. And then uh, on the back, it has, like, their logo, and it says Final Crew. It's pretty rad. That's fucking rad. Yeah. We like swag, so keep that shit up. Yeah, keep those coins coming. Yeah, thank you, Maui. Um, speaking of Bahrain, did you see who? Yes, I fucking did. Did you see who the fucking hero of the week was the other day? Yeah, I did. Our very own Mr. B. Yep. Um, good for him. Uh, he's doing good. Uh, he's out with the other bridge brother. And did he send you the snap of them eating dinner? Uh, I, he sent me a few snaps. It was like the boys are back. So I saw that one, and then it was Mr. B took the picture, and in front of him was like a plate of like it had steak, potatoes, and like green beans on it. And then across the table was Q with his shirt off, who also had a plate and said dinner date. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting right back to it, man. Uh, I, speaking of of them, I messaged Q. Q said because he's taking command of a ship, right? Or not Q, but Mr. B, B is. is. Yeah. So change of command is June 3rd. Okay. And I messaged Rat Snitch. I was like, you going? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're close enough. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to try to make it work. That's right. If it wasn't like literally as far as it could be, I would fucking go. You know? Yeah. 
but that's cool. Congrats, Mr. B, on the uh, being the hero of the fucking week. Um, speaking of commands, see how I wrote everything, how it flows, and I can like go from one to another. It's called a transition. Oh, okay. So, did you see the fucking? Obviously, you probably saw the fucking fire picture of the mama Dant and uh, yes, I did see that. <laughs> and uh, the new match Mick Picog posted. What? What? Are you gonna speak? No. Okay. Bye. Sorry if there's like a droning noise in the background. It's like the AC in this trailer. It's fine. It's the Coast Guard way. Wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was pretty fucking fire photo. Like, I'm glad that the new commandant and the new. <sighs> Shut up. I knew. I, I like that the new Mamadon and the new Mick Picog are fucking like, like they're taking it serious, but not like they they understand that like. You know, don't take yourself too fucking serious. You know, I really like yeah. that. Appeasing you know. to the peers. I like yeah. how Mama Dot came out, and that's her just her new name. Did you see it's on Wikipedia? Yes, I did. <laughs> that's awesome. I think this is going to be good for the Coast Guard. Like, I do too. As long as, she, like, if she continues to kind of play it, like, like I'm not saying she should be ridiculous, but, like, every once in a while, just, like, you know, like, I'm sure someone up to her, like, uh, excuse me, Admiral, you know, your Wikipedia says... Your Wikipedia page says Mama Don. She's like, that's pretty fun. Cool. Yeah. I mean, like, we got to have fun. You know what yeah. I mean? But um, have you talked to our our new sponsor, the guy with the socks, about... Um, if, bring it here. Here. Say Hello. Take the phone and say hello. It's it's your aunt. Say hello. What? Hold on. Here. Take the speak. Take the phone, please. Open the door and speak. Talk to Aunt Sissy. What? Goodbye. I can't. Oh, Jesus. You Bro, you want a kid? You want to buy a kid? I always tell, like, me and uh, Jimothy are always, like, joking about it. I'm like, he's always yelling. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I, I'm doing my best. Okay, I'm doing my fucking best. I literally, before I came up here, I go, hey, don't bother me unless it's an emergency. And she's like, what do you mean an emergency? I go, somebody broke into the house, you're bleeding profusely, or you're actively dying. There's a fire. She passed a note under the door because <laughs> she didn't want to speak. And I go, you can watch TV if you want. And her little hands were like under the door <laughs> like this. And I was like, Jesus. I, I, told her, I put everyone in a separate room for this episode. And my wife went to the grocery store that's fucking 100 yards up the street to get some stuff because my youngest is sick. And the, her fucking phone rings and, like, refuses to answer it. Anyway. So. Uh, anybody have any more admin things before we fucking uh, get into the nitty gritty here? What were you going to ask about if I talked to you about the socks? Uh, about- yeah. Has he given you any update on um, production? Like, are we still on target tracking for June or? As far as I know, yes. Okay. Okay. So, let's get into the topic that people don't like talking about. Um, so, w- with sexual assault and sex harassment, there's a couple things we just we want to go over some st- st- fuck numbers st- statistics. Is st- that the word you're looking for? Statistics. Yeah. So, from so much for that fucking that, for that, good, that what oh, that good IQ. Look. <laughs> Just because I, I have a good IQ doesn't mean I know how to spell all words right. Okay? Or say all words. Okay. 
I can never spell the word restaurant the first time. I don't know what to tell you. Some words just my brain doesn't get. Back the fuck off. Okay. We'll see. All right. So uh, since FY18, 20,500 service members were sexually assaulted or raped, including 13,000 women and 7,500 men. Um, And it's actually jumped up in two fiscal years, almost 40 fucking percent. All right. Um, Are you talking about all service members or just all service members? Okay. okay. All service members. Um, And up to 76% of sexual assaults do not get reported. They go unreported. Uh, We're seeing all time highs of sexual assault uh, and sexual harassment in the Coast Guard and the other branches as well. Um, Did you know that 66% of service members who did report uh, or 66% of people that reported it received retaliation after filing a sexual assault. Really? Yeah. 66% of service members who reported retaliation after filing a, filing a sexual assault complaint. Where are you getting these these numbers from? This is from the DOT SAT Pro reports, appendices and annexes, updated May 2021, facts on United States military sexual violence. Who do you think I just made this shit up? I mean, like... People say 99.9% of statistics are made up on the spot. You don't say 99. You say something weird like 73.2. That's actually – I agree with that because you remember like the Fort Hood things that were going on a couple years back, like all the murders Mm -hmm. and stuff? Some of those were actually sexual assault related or harassment related. um, Did you know a third of all victims that were reported uh, were discharged after after reporting, typically within seven months of making a report? Uh, and victims received harsher discharges with 24% separated under less than fully honorable conditions compared to 15% of all service members. Just for making a report. That's what this fucking thing says, man. Not not saying whether it was proved or disproved or whatever. Victims received harsher discharges with 24% separated under than less than honor, full honorable conditions. Um, and so like, uh, what is it like? One in four women has had some form of sexual assault um, in their lifetime, usually between the ages, I think it's like 14 to like 19. And then one in like, I think it's one in six or one in five men is, is also sexual, uh, also sexual assaulted within their lifetime or had some sort of sexual encounter. Um, and then one in three victims claimed that were did that reported um, fear. The process would be unfair and nothing would ever be done. And uh, less than half of female survivors uh, felt well-supported by their chain of command. So less than 50% of uh, female survivors even felt that, like, their command would even fucking do anything. Yeah, which uh, is fucking horseshit. Yep. Like. Um, so the other thing I had was, um, let's see. Let's see. Nearly a quarter of men in the U.S. experience some form of sexual contact violence in their lifetime. So 24 point, 24.8% of men. Oh, that's just men. You know what I'm saying? Are we still talking about service members or yeah. all yep. men? Service okay. members. Okay. Uh, oh, it says, so one in three female victims are um, of completed or attempted uh, rape experience for the first time between the ages of 11 and 17 about one in four male victims of completed or attempted rape first experience in between the age of 11 and 17. So it's estimated that 7,300, 734,000 people were raped, including threatened, attempted or completed rape in the U S in 2018. Um, 
Prevalence of false reporting for sexual assault crimes is low between two and 10%. Um, the, uh, let's see here. Sorry. Remember I told you I was having printer issues and it was like some of like, I think it was like, it says 52.4% um, of service members that reported a sexual uh, or a, um, a sexual crime committed on them was committed by someone in their chain of command or someone in a, like a supervisory, um, you know, chain of command role. Yeah. Um, so just to put out some statistics first, um, and then we're going to talk about some, um, uh, let's see here. We're going to, we're going to give some, uh, references, uh, some, uh, good things you guys can, not you guys, but some some tools and some resources that are available to us as um, um, military members. Um, so in FY19, 1,021 formal sexual harassment complaints were made. Um, 60, 6.3% active duty and 24.2% active duty women were sexually assaulted just in FY19. So, and then it says one in three women that are sexually harassed were also sexual assaulted in conjunction with that. So it's sexual harassment is the leading factor affecting the unit climate and on sexual assault. And, and one in three survivors of sexual assault or sexual harassment or discrimination took immediate steps to leave the military as a result. So not good. So, um, what we're going to do now, uh, before, if, unless anything has anyone to add, uh, Boone is going to tell us a story. Um, he's graciously volunteered to um, tell his story to, you know, not to just tell a story, uh, but to bring awareness. And, you know, I'm not going to speak on Boone's behalf, but um, I think the more people that see other people talking about it, I think it makes them more comfortable talking about it. Um, you know, sure. in my opinion, uh, if it's, it's, uh, if it's something that we can talk about in the open and it's something that, you know, everyone understands, I think it'll be less prevalent. Um, you know, not just in the military, but everywhere, you know, if you make it known, it's no go then, you know, I mean, you're gonna have dirt bags everywhere, but so with that being said, um, Boone, the floor is yours. Um, so, whenever you're ready, let us let us hear your story, there, friend. Um, so let's so start back when I was on my non-rate tour, got orders to a big white out of sight, mm-hmm. and ported there, and later on went into a patrol. With that patrol, we actually had. Um, spies that got on underway with us that were Coast Guard spies. Like Sieges? No, ISs and those guys from NSA, Texas. Were they there to spy on you guys or to spy on other people? They were there. They were as linguists and stuff like that. Shut up. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to be like, somebody infiltrated our ship. <laughs> like it was the Russians. You well, know? Like... So it's kind of funny because right about that time, we actually got a Russian uh, SNCS, and he was like, I wanted to be an IS. So we were like messing with them the whole time. Mm. Um, so go forward with that. Uh, 
these guys get here and these guys have always sailed on this boat like routinely they sold they sailed with those boat the boats that were out of that area um immediately made friends with this guy uh good person and in the situation he was a good person he was well liked by the crew uh you know we started hanging out and everything and then it kind of like made a turn uh he set up a couple situations where some of the people that I was friends with that he was friends with made them upset with me and like started conversations and like baited. So like talking about gay and stuff like that. Uh, with that, after like that whole thing, he would talk to me like on the mess deck, he would come through when I was eating and be like, Hey, like, you know, I'm kind of interested in you. Like I'm attracted to you. And I was like, you know, was nice about it. Like, Hey man, like, you know, one, not on the boat. And also like, that's just not the way I roll. Well, after that, it started being more of like a creepy kind of thing. He would come to the mess deck at meals and like sit with me and be like, Hey man, if you eat that, like your ass is going to get fat. I'm not going to enjoy looking at you. Uh, just like the way he would like talk to me and stuff like that. Um, what rank was he? He was a E4. Okay. Um, some of the other stuff he would, so obviously the schedules are posted on the bridge. He would figure out when my schedules were, were, so when I was getting on watch or coming off watch and he would magically appear in our room and would try and fuck with me. Like when I was coming out of the shower or getting ready to go to watch, like try to pull my towel off or like mess with me in my underwear or if I was in my rack, there was other situations where he actually reached into the rack and grabbed me like by my dick and was like, you like that? Like, are you gay now? Um, some of the other things that this is like where like it took the, it was like really bad. It was, I was on watch on, on up on the bridge and he came up the back of the bridge and like shows up and he starts like messing with me up there. And I like yelled into the OD who was actually the command senior chief and was like, Hey, this guy is like messing with me on watch. Can like, you get him out of here. He's like making me uncomfortable. He's like, he's a watch supervisor. He has every right to be up here. And at that point, like at that point I was like isolated. Like I was like, nobody's got my back. So, so did you have, um, did you have anybody that you could talk to about it or were you like kind of reserved? Yeah, I mean, like I was so scared because the, the one person that's supposed to be on your back was like, well, that's fine. Like he can be up here. So but I like, mean, like, did you like explain to him why you were uncomfortable? Cause like, if like outside looking in, right. Well, yes. like well, my, if- well, my question was like, did you have like a, like when me and this girl sailor on the ship, I mean, I told that motherfucker everything, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've been so, drunk in front of him. I've cried in front of him. Like he knows everything about me. You know, did you have any, like any friend to confide in at all? So all those friends were friends with him. Oh, okay. And the oh, whole, the so whole, then it turned into like a... It was like a whole thing. And the other half of that was I had some people that were in our department that I tried to confide into, and they went and shared it to the rest of the group, and it became like, you know, ammo to, you know, to mess with me later. So Jeez. it wasn't. it was not a good environment on that boat, and we were on a patrol where we were underway for 30 days straight. So during that 30 days is like when absolute hell went down of him, like tormenting me. Uh, the icing on the cake was definitely, uh, the one where he came in the birthing and there was nobody else in there and I was getting ready for watch. And he actually grabbed me by the throat and picked me up 
and like tries to kiss me. And then one of the other guys in our room came in and he dropped me and ran out. And that was like the point when I was kind of like, all right, I've had enough of this. Like I need to get off this boat. So I took, uh, I put in for a critical rate and was out of there in like two weeks after that. Was he, um, was he openly, openly gay or was he on the boat? Yes. There was, was? there was a lot, there was a lot of, uh, spectrum on, on that cutter at the time. Okay. So, so there was, they all, everybody knew openly who, like, who was on that boat. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue. When you, when you say picked you up by the throat, like, was he like a big dude? I yeah. Mean, like... he, I was like five foot 140 at that time. And he was six, two and like pretty. Oh, Jesus. So he's fit. a big dude. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey. yeah. So like, I mean, that's like the, the short and sweet not really short and sweet. That's like majority of what was going on for that whole like month was like him just like talking like very malicious things towards me and you know, the, the physical thing. And then obviously like grabbing me in my rack, like I was safe nowhere. Like I couldn't even like lay in my rack and go to sleep because you know, he was, he would come in there and be like, they like, just ripped the curtain up and be like, Hey man, you want you like you, you gay yet? Like just asking like weird, it was very like intrusive and uncomfortable questions. Yeah, because typically, like your rack or your your Cadillac, as we like to call it, like that what three foot by six foot space is like the only thing that's normally like yours. It's your safe space, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah once the curtains close, like don't fuck with me. Yeah, and the, I mean, the, the 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 few people that you did try to confide in, fucking shit all over you. So I didn't confide in for that. There was other things prior to, like when I first got there. Like I was having okay. trouble adjusting. I was from East Coast, and I was on. The West Coast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was having a hard time with like that three hour difference and like me being 19. And I'm from, I was from a small ass town. I'm from a town of 240 people back in North Carolina. Nice. And then I was in a very busy area. Populated yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was having a hard time with that. And like I was trying to like talk to some of the friends about it then or friends on that department that group and they were like running around to the rest of the group and they're all like, you know, making jokes and shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like, man, I, like nobody's no, I got nobody here kind of thing. That's but what, what you do you, do you feel comfortable telling like what year? Like, so this I know was, like this was, this was seven years ago. So 2013, 2014 area. Okay. So not, not, not recent, but not super fucking long ago. No. Yeah. Uh, so like, I was just using that as like a, like on our last ship that me and Disgruntled Sailor were on, like, you know, we didn't see personally or experience it. And like, we, you know, we were friends with, I mean, everybody, we were friends with the thirds and non rates, you know, some of the seconds, you know, even some of the officers and some of the chiefs. And we didn't experience, you know, um, first of all, like racism, but it just wasn't a thing. I mean, you know, yeah. Gary's Mexican, you know, black enough's obviously black, you know. Uh we didn't really experience any of that. And I know ninety-nine percent of the well, ninety-eight percent of the people on the ship that we were on, you know, if anyone came to any of them, I know at least all the first classes, yeah, most we, of the we would have acted. We would have acted. We would have literally like, no, dude, that's fucked up. Let's go, let's go do something right fucking now. And it yeah. really it it sucks that like you know, you didn't you, have that type of leadership. Yes, 
that senior chief dropped the fucking ball. Uh, Especially sure. if you explained the situation. I don't, you know, I don't know what was. Yeah, said, I mean, it- coming from where you said that, yeah, I agree. Maybe like I could explain the situation a little bit better, but like this guy's like right behind me, like on the bridge wing, like fucking with me, and I'm like yelling in. I'm like, hey, can like you get out of here? Like, and the face, like, I remember, like, me making, like, a facial expression of, like, like, I'm not comfortable here. And it was just, like, blowing off. Yeah, your 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 chiefs, at a minimum, and, you know, to a lesser extent, your first, should know when you're being a, you're a nodrate that's complaining. And when you're, like, if you say, like, bothering me, like, you know, making me uncomfortable, you know, you only use the word uncomfortable in, like, two settings. You know, when yeah. it's physical, emotional, or whether like you're laying in bed and you're like, this is uncomfortable, you know, or like, you know, yeah. I don't know, your grandma shows up to your birthday party and starts ripping yeah. bong hits. You're like, man, that's a little uncomfortable, but like, whatever, you know, but there's yeah, at the very least, it warranted like a private discussion. Yeah. It, it, the very, like, I know even the chiefs that were shitty on our ship, I know still would have been like, hey, come over here. Why are you uncomfortable? You know, they'd, they'd at least have been like, you know, just not saying they're good guys just because they wouldn't want to get in trouble if something came of it later, you know, which is sad to say that, you know, some people will follow up on things just so they don't get in trouble if there is some sort of outcome. But yeah. at least they should have the been CYA like, form. Yeah, yeah, at least they yeah. should have been like, why is they making you uncomfortable? You know? Yeah, but that's the thing is like. I've had a lot, like, the people that I've talked to about this, like, in the past, they're like, why didn't, like, you report it? Why didn't, like, you do this? Why didn't you do that? And I'm like, you know, in the situation, like, the environment that was given to me was not a nurturing environment from the start. So why, where's the safety? Well, not only that, right? You are a non-rate then, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like as a service. like, my first three months of, like, being Yeah, we could could definitely do a better job, I feel like, Mm -hmm. of informing junior members of like how to approach situations like that and the resources available. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I'm, I've definitely gotten really big on it. Uh, as far as like when I have new guys or, or girls, uh, as far as like doing that, I had a couple at the station at my last unit who, you know, I was like, Hey, like I can tell something's up. I've like been through it. I know the signs. So like, what's up? and you know gotten them the help they needed um so like some some of the routes that could have been taken were number one reporting it and you know like i said like i just read like you know a lot of people are facing retaliation when they report and a lot of people don't think they're going to get any support if they do report it you know like yeah that's yeah when you're reading that i was like all right yep i I can 100 percent agree to that because the thing is is like I was definitely scared to report it because of how liked this person was and how many, mm-hmm. how many more bombs yeah. he had on the boat. Than I. You know, this guy had been there for two years on and off. Yeah. And like and fear yeah. of what would have happened to you mm-hmm. if you spoke out against a well-liked member. Yeah, exactly. I was like, no, I was like, nobody's going to have my back on this. I'm fucking, you know, seeming gooblots. And this guy's been here, you know, for two years now. They don't give a shit about me. Yeah. So that's, like when if someone ever, if someone had said to you like why didn't you report it like well number one that's none of your fucking business you know if I'm telling you what happened to me it's because I I trust you I'm confiding in you that's not what should have came out of your fucking mouth you know yeah um I I was a victim advocate for a while I didn't have any um, male victims uh, all of mine were female um, but 
it, it seemed like the only ones that reported, the ones that reported were either number one, they cheated on a significant other, and they reported it as a sexual assault, um, which also muddies the waters. Um, and then the other ones were women that just went, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy all the fucking way. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit what happens to me. Fuck that guy. I want everyone to know. I'm going to I'm gonna walk up to the bridge. I'm going to scream it through the fucking 1MC. So I, I think, you know, uh, I, I've seen some things where people target certain people, like on the outskirts, quieter people, newer people, you know, people that out that are not as outgoing as like, like say me, for example, I'm as soon as I walk in a room, you fucking know I'm there, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, um, I just had a goddamn brain fart. <laughs> Talking about being a victim advocate and how that ruins it when you have bad people reporting. Yeah. Like did I tell you, I told you guys about the, the, the threesome and the pregnant girl. That was the overseas one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah no. I, I, oh, no, I, I, I was a victim advocate for a woman that got, she had a threesome with two non rates and she said she was raped. I was assigned her case and she ended up being pregnant and I helped her, you know, just in case anyone forgot or didn't know. Um, I'm not a, a the victim advocates are not counselors or therapists of any kind. We're there to help you understand your, how you can report, who you can report to, what happens with each report. And we can assist you in getting the services you need. And um, I helped her through that process. And then come to find out when the baby was actually born, they were able to test the baby. It actually turned out to be the XPO of the station's baby. Oh, shit. Major, so, major yeah. drama alert. Yeah, so curveball. They, they, yeah, curveball. So they kicked these two guys out, right, for assault. And then turns out the baby was the chief of the XPO of that station. Oh wow! And then a whole other fucking kerfuffle happened, and that was my last case, uh, because I yeah, like that's I, just frustrating. Like, I, I yeah, see- well, well, not only not only that, like the policy was different back then when you were going through your situation than it is now. Oh, so like yeah, absolutely. If you, if you told anybody back then that wasn't outside of the realm of like the doc on board or the chaplain or whoever the VA, like they had a duty to report. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like those people, if you confided in them, like they fucking failed, which well, when I say, when I tell people why I'm not a victim advocate anymore, anymore, the first thing they say, well, well, that's really shitty of you. You know, what about the people that actually need your help? And like, I always say, well, of the 13 cases that I had, I believe personally, two of them were actually assaulted. Which it's not my job to believe or disbelieve. Yeah. You know, it's not my thing to say you're wrong, you did it. It's not my wrong to say he was wrong, he did it, or whatever the gender might be. Excuse me. Um, but I get to them, I, I meet them. Uh you know, um a lot of times people have not for lack of a better term, it's spontaneous. In, in law enforcement, they call it a spontaneous confession. You walk up and you go, hey, how you doing? And they go, yeah, man, I just killed that fucking dude right over there. Yeah, I took that knife and I whoop, and, you know, just lopped his head right the fuck off. So sometimes when I would meet somebody, especially the ones where I ended up, I had like five that ended up being false accusations and being dismissed. Those ones where as soon as I walked up, I'm like, hey, how you doing? My name's Petty Officer, whatever. I'm here to help. What can I do for you? And they start immediately start running at the mouth and they tell me all these things, 
you know, and you can kind of tell right off the bat. And then it turns out, nope, they were dating and then blah, 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 blah. And my problem with that is it muddies the waters for people that genuinely need help. So, you know, I, I feel kind of shitty getting bitter about it, you know, because like, oh, semen Timmy touched semen Tally, semen Sally or whatever. And like, oh, turns out you guys were dating and living together. Well, yeah. Okay. I'm not saying spouses yeah. and significant others can't assault other other people but it's it's always something fucking ridiculous and it muddies the waters for people to genuinely need help and then it turns people like me into you know uh cynical people like okay another one i'll go into a small a, a smaller unit okay i can let me guess they were dating one of them broke up with the other one or one of them's married dating one of the people at the station oh that's right yeah that's what i fucking assumed so well, not only that, like when, when people like at your units, right, and they, they get these cases, and if there is like a false report that's come to be found out that it was totally made up, like somebody who actually had something goes, is, well, I'm not going to even say anything because they, they just think this person's lying. You know, like it makes mm-hmm. them, I feel like, not want to reach out. Like I literally had at one of my units where – one of the seconds was dating one of the thirds. A male second was dating a, male, a female third. And everyone knew they were dating. And nobody gave a fucking shit because they were in different sections and it didn't fucking matter. Nobody nobody really cared, you know. Um, but he ended up not wanting he, – he lost his interest in her. And he was going to break up with her. He broke up with her. And the next day, he walks into the XPO's office and goes, hey, just want to let you know. Me and this person have been dating for like six months. He goes, I know I'm going to get in trouble. I know I'm going to get mastered. Probably going to be bumped down a rank. But uh, she's a little sideways, and uh, she's saying some shit. And he pulled up text messages and showed the XPO. Like, she literally goes, I'll tell them you raped me. I'll tell them you fucking hit me. You better not break up with me. I'll fucking, I'll tell them you held me down and raped me over and over and over again. You know? And so, like, that's like, that really bothers me. Where that, you know, people have... People think that that's a quiver, an arrow in their quiver that they could use to get what they want, you yeah. know, and it, it bothers yeah. me. So that when, you know, if I experience 20 sexual assault, sexual harassment incident, in, incidents, whether I'm the VA or whatever, or I'm the PIO or whatever I am, um, it muddies my judgment as, okay, let me just get this fucking over with because I know exactly what the fuck happened. And it it, it forces other people to go. I don't think I'm going to report because I said I saw what happened with that and I saw what happened with that and no one's going to fucking believe me and it muddies everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, thank you, Boone, for sharing. I, I appreciate it. Um, but uh, some resources. Let me pull my other fucking thing up. So first thing. Um. Now, I've been out of the fucking game for a minute. Um, so, not the game. It's it's not a fucking game. Roll back the fuck off. I don't want any hate mail. It was a common vernacular that I use. Um, yeah, the sexual assault game. Come on, everyone want to play. I was joking. Everybody fucking back off. Um, there's some resources you have at your disposal. So, um, as an active duty Coast Guard member, you can make two types of reports. And what are they, gentlemen? Restricted and unrestricted. Okay. Who can you give a restricted report to? Chaplain. The chaplain. chaplain. Yep. The SARC. Which is what? 
a sexual assault response coordinator. Correct. And where uh, can you find who out who that is? Uh, the Hiswell can... app. So yeah. the the Hiswell app. A lot of times your units have that shit posted up too, which yeah. like points of contact. And, and what is stuff. what is that called? Do you not know? I don't know the name of the. That's list, your though. that's your that's your right to know station. Oh yeah, you you're right. You're most right. most of the fucking time. Most of the fucking uh, time. Who who'd we say? Chaplain. Sark. Sark. Uh, VA. Victim advocate. Doc. Medical provider. Now, can that be a corpsman, like an HS3, or does it have to be yeah. an actual PA or nope, like? It can a... be anybody. It can be anybody in the medical field. Anybody like in the medical H- field. Like HS, PA, actual MD. PA isn't a physician's assistant, not a picture taker. Yeah. Correct. Just so we're fucking clear. Um, so a restricted report means – does anybody know? It means you don't want to start yeah. an investigation possibly. You might. Yeah, Correct. All you do is want help available to you. You don't want anybody else knowing. You just want help available to you so you can get the care you need. Either medical – as in well, – not medical, physical help. Or um, emotional, emotional, right? Yep. And you can then you can also make an unrestricted report, which can be to fucking anyone. Okay. Yes. Correct. Well, now now you can actually confide in one close friend. Yes. And, so it, and it can still it's it, not not in your chain of command though. Not in your chain of command. Yeah. Like if you're besties with your CO and you tell them, that's that's like that's like being. So, like, I had a friend that was an HS on a ship, and they said, hey, you're the OD. It was his board. And they said, someone comes to you and says they are a victim of sexual assault. And he goes, that depends. Am I answering as the doc or am I answering as the OD? And they went, curveball. Um, yeah, they weren't, weren't, weren't expecting that from no, what I hear. From what I hear. <laughs> still going to fucking send it. Um, so an unrestricted report um, – Starts the initi- uh, initiates the investigation, right? It gets the command and the sieges involved. Um, yeah. In addition to getting the mental and physical uh, help that yeah. you need, and then you also still get all the same care as a restricted report. Yep. But you get the addition of like your command knowing, mm-hmm. like legal gets involved, all that member stuff. relocation. And member relocation. Yeah. That was going to be my next point. You can request to be moved to a different area. Uh, whether it's different district, different station, different sector, whatever, whatever meets, they're going to try to best meet your needs. Um, yeah. So those are two types of reports. Um, so let's go over some um, places and some things that can help you. Uh, like you already said, Boone is the uh, Hiswell app. Um, yeah, Coast Guard actually did good with that for once. For once, yeah. Shut up. Has a lot uh, of information. Elaborate. Uh, all your um, Sarks. Point, all your points of contacts are on there. Yeah. Well, there's yep. his well stuff. There's mental health uh, help. Um, you can basically go in and say, okay, I want to find the Sark for District 8. You go in and literally click it, click, and it'll be like Mary Sue or whatever, and the phone number and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. it'll literally pinpoint directly to where you want. Correct. As uh, you well can also as yep. your special needs stuff too. I know there's correct. I know some people usually have issues with that too. Um, also, you can call CG support, and I don't remember exactly how many um, 
12 how sessions. How many sessions? Is it 12 sessions before you got to pay? 12, you get 12 one-hour sessions. and you, you don't have to pay. You go to not your – before you pay. It's, it's before you need a referral from me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, that's what I meant. That's what so I, I have a stick a bit against CG support as far as actually being a, being in the receiving end of it. CG support, the the idea of it is amazing, but when it comes to rural areas where stations and cutters are located, they fall because they don't have a really good updated list of people. When I was at a unit with a rural area, there was only two counselors available and both were like two three hours away mm-hmm. so how does that, that work when you've got you know seaman timmy who doesn't even have a car or something like that yeah so uh, that's uh, I, don't know, I got a i got a little bit of stick in my craw for that uh it's if the right person's listening that's that's a big issue uh as far as some, in rural areas sorry we to also keep in mind with cg support right so you get your 12 sessions or whatever it is right not all of those providers are Tricare authorized. They just yeah. they just lend their use. So, like, if you're say you're seeing this one person who's not in the network, and you, you want to keep seeing them, you're probably go, more than likely going to have to see a different person once you go to medical and get your referral. Yes, yes. Um, also, you got uh, like I said, the chaplains, um, medical, your victim advocates. I know the victim advocates put their shit all over the place you should see that every once in a while you should know who they are usually at all hands they'll have everyone like all right all the va stand up um special guest in the background was that was that jim yeah that was jimothy he can't hear us can he no (laughs) 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 um you can also call the crisis center which is two one one um, there you can call heels to heal H E E L S to H E A L. You can call the spring shelter. Uh, there's a 24 hour course tw- course, 24 hour court case info. Uh, you can call the crisis center at, um, eight, one, three, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. There's also an abuse hotline. Uh, there's a center for women hotline and there's also the witness aid center. If you see something. So, like the last one, like don't be uh, a fucking bystander. I know we joke a lot about like see something, say something, but like you know, um, regardless of gender, um, gender to gender, like when I, I say like um, subject to victim or assailant to victim, regardless of gender, you know, you ninety nine point nine nine percent of people when they see something that's fucky, know something's fucky, you know. Yeah, and like. Don't be a dickhead. Like, we preach all the time, like, look out for your people. Take care of your people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, if you see something that is fucky or you just see, like, I, I've i experienced, you know, at the range where I have instructors that, you know, I have 20 people on the line. Um, and I got one female on the line. And one of the instructors is just always over there, always over there, always over there. And then, like, after, like, two ranges of that happening, I kind of was like, hey, man, that's fucking weird. Knock it off. He's like, what do you mean? I'm just trying to help her out. I was like, dude, stop. I know you're single. I know you're divorced. Quit it, because I'll fucking stitch on you right now. I was like, you're being you're being ridiculous. I was like, there's 19 other people here that also need your instruction. Stop being weird, you know. And I've seen it with yeah. BMCs and BM1 that are helping that new quote breaking crewman who's female, and they just happen to take a shine to them. Like, dude, hey, that's that's enough. I think like 
you're making it weird. Oh, I'm not really doing anything there. No, you're you're being weird. Quit it. So don't be afraid to fucking say something ever. Um so you guys got anything else for I know we weren't like super, super in depth uh with sexual assault and harassment, but I feel like we we covered it as well as that I can, you know. I think the other thing is so like Disgruntled Sailor was saying, like you have the people that kind of like volunteer who might not be under the tricare realm. You can also talk to your actual PCM or doctor and say, hey, can I get a referral to like talk to a counselor? You don't have to tell them what's going on. You say, hey, I just want to talk to somebody. Uh, and they'll give you a list because that's what I ended up doing. I went to my PCM and said, hey, can I get a referral for like talking to a counselor? They're like, yeah. Give me a list. I had like 30 names on it. It was just literally like, Go down and pick which one you want, kind of thing. That's that's a good point. I I kind of skipped over the the ending, if you will. But like, uh, you seem to be, you know, you said you had some some trouble with it, obviously in the beginning. How did you? What steps and resources did you take? If you're comfortable sharing that, um, yeah, how did you get to the state now where you're comfortable talking about it and telling other people about it, and um, you know, kind of just spreading the word? Uh, supportive leadership and good supervisors. Really? Yep. Uh, I, it's nice to know that there are still people who care. Yeah. So, I mean, this is pretty much going to segue into the other half of this, um, the mental health side. But I was trying to stay away from getting back underway, obviously, because I didn't want to be back in that, that setting. Well, obviously, being a seagoing service, you're going to make your way back to one at some point. Uh, I got to it and pretty much was like in that, I guess seen trauma like being in that environment back again and it was it was definitely like inflicting my work and my personality and i had basically two really good supervisors that i will you know to the end of this day you know have their back they took me in the room and they're like we know something's up and we want to talk to you and the thing is is probably if they wouldn't have done that that next week was probably going to be the last week on the planet really yeah wow um i basically made the decision that next weekend when we were underway to at some point somehow do it to to kill myself um because i just didn't want to be back on that boat because all i could think about was all the shit that was done to me on the first Mm -hmm. boat um it wasn't only them but there was other people that were like, Hey man, what's up? And I'm like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Like nothing's going on. You know, I, you know, the, the usual things that people do with mental health, they, mm-hmm. they push people away. They self-isolate, um, hundred percent did all of it. And those two were like, Hey, we know something's up and we want to make sure that you're good. And I pretty much confided right there and was like, this is what's going on. And this is what's in my head. And pretty much we pulled in like, we were pulling in that morning anyway, and they said, we want you to at least talk to Chaplain. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'll think about it. And I, I went and talked to Chaplain. I, I went to his his office at 2 in the afternoon, and I stayed there till 6 p.m. talking. And I could, I mean, honestly, with, so not with that situation, because obviously there was fear of hurt or to me, but... Mm-hmm chaplain with the I can't think of the word right now where he doesn't he doesn't have, he can keep the secret I can't he doesn't word. have a duty to report anything you talk yeah. with, about with the chaplain can remain 100 percent confidential that word 
Um, yeah, like, obviously, if I didn't show, like, the signs of I want to kill myself, like, I could have been like, hey, I don't like what's going on right now, and I hate where I'm at. That could have been the end of the conversation. Um, but I, I, I think the fact that somebody cared and I felt safe in that environment was the fact of why I asked for help. Because the biggest thing that I definitely dealt with was at the unit before was a station. Um, if you would even hint towards mental health, they would basically like pull your quals, sit you in a room and be like, don't leave here until we can figure out how to handle you. Like, yeah. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the Coast Guard's biggest issue is the knee jerk reaction they have towards mental health people. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it happen to two other people before me and I was like, I was like, I'll never fucking ask for mental health here. Like, fuck this. Like, that's the, that's the problem with a lot of commands and OICs that their first instinct is punishment and how to cover their own ass. Yeah, and like overreact. Overreact. No, yes. like the ins and outs of like what they need to do. So, yeah. if you don't mind me prying just a little bit more, no, so everything. <clears throat> so they they pull you in the room and like you obviously they said what's going on. You confided in them, right? It, what? it took a minute. It was a, it was definitely like an awkward silence, and they're like, "You're not leaving this room because we can tell something's up." What was so? Did you, did you once you confided? Was their reaction relieving to you, or were you like, "Okay, I'm going down this road again," kind of thing? No, they they were like, "Listen, like we want to make sure that you're getting help." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell him to get the hell out. Tell- uh, Mr. Miami said, get the hell out. So was, was the, was the, was when, so they, they kind of berated you to, to telling you what was going on. And then once you finally said it, did you feel relieved Personally, I was and then, my life. I was absolutely scared. I was like, I'm gonna lose. This is where I'm gonna end my career, basically. Like, how did how did they react? Like, were they like, like, like they like, were what, shocked. So, like, yeah, yeah, they were they were obviously shocked. Like, I told them about what had happened, like the whole story we just talked about, and then I was like, honestly, like I've been dealing with this for the last six years, and you know, it's either. I handle it now. We're just going to be constantly dealing with it. I was like, or yeah. I just got, I get, I get to even hold this boat. Like this is the boat is the trigger. I know it's the trigger. And you know, I was like, I'm scared. I was like, I'm honestly scared to get help because back to what we we're talking about at the beginning. I, so I love law enforcement. I live and breathe it. Like it's a passion. And that was the biggest thing I was scared of is getting help and never being able to go do you know, boardings or, you yeah. know, migrant bus and all that stuff. So like, because of how the station was, the station was like, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Receive his quals, put him in, you know, send him to the, and they would like Baker act people. Like they would just like yeah. volunteer involuntarily, like send them to the hospital. So like, they're like, you're not going to have a gun call anymore. Mm-hmm. Like all that shit. So, so how did they, environment. how did, how did those two people react? Did they go, man, that shit is crazy get the hell off or were they like they go okay here's what we can do did they volunteer services did they explain to you what was available to you like how did how did their response go after you confided in them the second the second one definitely uh they were like listen like you know we can't 
it was more of like a listen like we're not gonna like force it on you but if you don't kind of get help like it's gonna get to that but we want you to get help because we care about you kind of thing and i was like what about you know my qualifications and all that stuff like we don't give a shit like we want to make sure you're good i was like okay yeah i was like that's that's how it should be exactly don't worry about don't worry about your fucking quals let's get you the help you you need or you want and then we'll we'll figure the rest out later what rank what rank were those two people if you if you don't mind telling me um e6 and e7 that's great um did you kind of once they said that did you feel a little bit relieved like did you feel like they had your back and you were just they were a little legitimately gonna try to help you and they like had your back or were you like oh here we go again kind of thing no i I felt like that you know i had somebody in my corner for the first time in in my seven years well that's good Um, yeah that so where that led from there uh i was like i want help like i need it and went and talked to chaplain and then the next morning i got basically an an immediate opening for medical and i went into medical and i said this is what's going on this is why and i need help and they said do you want to go to a mental health clinic and i said yes i will do it so i voluntarily went to a mental health clinic for a week uh the two those two supervisors called they they got the phone number to the place and they called me pretty much every day and made sure i was good like call it up and like checked in on me on a routine basis because that's was, the definition of looking out for your people. Yeah, that was, and it was during COVID, so like they couldn't come. Like they tried to like get in. They're like, they're like a military, like let me in, kind of thing. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, fuck you, like we don't give a shit. Like, yeah. they're like, here's the phone number. So and like they would call the front office, and they're like, they would call me up front. And they're like, hey, like so and so is calling. Do you know who this is? I'm like, yeah, I know who it is. And like they're like, hey man, like what's up? How are you feeling today? Like what's going on? And you know you're like i'm proud of you for getting help like stuff like that like you know the fact there i was like okay i was like i was like the biggest thing i'm worried about like am i going to be able to come back and do still be a boarding officer am i going to come back and still be able to be an oth engineer and an eow they're like dude we already taught a captain he he has no reason to pull your quals and he just wants to make sure you're good i was like okay um, i wonder what it's like to have one of those like I want, I just want one. Like just one time, I want, I want someone that like that is above me that gives a shit. Just one time. Yeah. yeah. The scariest part, I will say this. Uh, obviously, military, you have guns, being law enforcement and stuff like that. I have had personal weapons. Um, and basically, the CO called me at, at the hospital and was like, "Hey." See, just we we want your guns to be put in storage until we deem that you're good. He's like, it's just a formality. I was like, well, I get them back, and they're like, yeah, if you know, obviously you go through all the right steps. Yeah, if it and turns so, out you're not crazy. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. you know that was one of the other reasons I was scared, like because of how you know I had seen the knee jerk reactions at the station. I was like, I was like, mm-hmm. God, like I'll never get to do anything, you know, because that was a passion is shooting you know, going to the range. Well, C just came to the house with the GM2 and the XO, and I wrote them a list of, like, everything, where everything was, and it went and sat at the armory for... This whole process went probably, like, four or five months overall, mm-hmm. and I ended up, I mean, I got them all back. I, I have all my guns back. Um, 
Still, you got your Ellie Qual back. Yeah, had as soon as I got back, I became Jimothy's like go-to boat engineer and BO for mm. all of our migrant bus and all that stuff. Was there any um like did anybody look at you different on the ship at all or treat you any different? So the actual like best part of that was is probably out of the crew of twenty four, six people came to me for help because they were scared to go through the avenue and they didn't understand really? it. Yes. I had So you you became like a beacon of hope for like those people. Yeah, they were like, Oh my god, like this dude did this and like he's still here and like he's still like doing the king's business and I was like and you know, maybe like he knows what's going on. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, this is this is how you want to do it, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you can completely do this, you know, without anybody knowing. Obviously, like, if you get medicine, like, tell medical. Um, but other than that, like, this is how you can do it. And I think one person was having, like, really bad, like, anxiety. One person was having some mental health stuff. And, and like, a couple other, you know, they just, like, I'm not feeling right. I want a counselor. And I, like, you know, help them. And then the other... I can't remember the other two or other one case, but that was the majority of it is like, they're like, you know, we saw you go through it and like, you're still here. So like, obviously I can get help. So instead of treating you weird or like, you know, the outcast or whatever, they came to you to confide in you. Yeah. It's like a subject matter expert almost. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty cool that, you know, number one, you know, you're still here. So that's great. And, also, not only were you like, you know, people can learn from you. you know? Yeah, like it, it definitely is not good and it sucks really bad that you had to go through all that. But it's nice to see that you're now in turn helping people get through their mm-hmm. specific situations. Yeah, and that's like something I'm looking um, – I'm actually getting ready to transfer to – I'm going to another station. I'm going to look into like actually trying to get into like assist and stuff like that because I want to be able to like, you know – help more and like mm-hmm. look more into this program for, for those of you who listen and don't know what assist means it stands yeah, for a assist food. is a boil on your skin that has pus in it <laughs> now assist like a-s-i-s-t yeah, assist like no, what that's it stands for applied suicide intervention skills training that's that's close to what i said yeah i think so yeah, that sounds close synonyms so going from you know uh, being assaulted yourself thinking it's it's time for you to leave this planet to where we are now you know wh- the the what tipped the scales was two people that gave a shit that were good supervisors yeah absolutely. were they were, were they were they like like i know I, I was on a pv i know there's no like like you do have deck engineering you know nav department but pbs you're you're one crew one family so like were yeah, they even like... were, were they in the same like like were, were were they engineers? Were they like they were both? Cha- my, they were both my supervisors of my okay. department. Yeah. So it, it's good to see that just two people gave just a little bit of shit. Like they just gave just a little shit just to go, "How you doing, man? What's going on? Something's wrong." To preventing you from taking your own life, to getting treatment, getting back on the ship, and now you helped five or six people. You know, just by an E six and E seven going something's fucky what's up talk to me that that small little thing changed you know for lack of a better term changed the course of your fucking life you know yeah so absolutely just if you're a supervisor and you're listening 
fucking pay attention and give a shit. Yeah, for real. For fucking real. But yeah, absolutely. That's uh that's a that was a big takeaway I received from that as well. Like um, you know, as I'm going up to you know, I'll be in more of a supervisor role at this next station. Uh I definitely have taken that and you know, taken all my tools to put on my tool belt for the next mm-hmm. person to help. And take those tools and disseminate those tools. Yeah, you know? I, I, I got spares. I hand them out. Yeah, so that that's kind of the, that was kind of the idea behind this one. Um, you know, hopefully somebody listening can hear you what you you know your experience and go, okay, I I can try that. I I can I can just I can just ask somebody. I can just ask, like, hey, you okay? You know, just ask, hopefully like even just a little bit of good. Yeah, come if, out of your... if this helps one fucking person, it was well worth it. Yeah, that's, that was Confirmed. the whole reason. Like I, you know, was I volunteered to you guys was like maybe the right person might hear it. Yeah, it's um, it's it's awesome that you're still here, and I know the people that you work with. So yeah, enjoy that. Enjoy them. That's um, also another person that was another buddy checker, and you you already knew that, but yeah, I knew that. I knew that for other reasons but um let's let's keep going to <clears throat> since we transitioned to uh suicide awareness and suicide prevention uh let's go into the next um Resources. saga and uh, yeah yeah so um i wrote down didn't you have a suicide story as well who me yeah i i mean the one biggest one where i really kind of like got more serious about it was definitely some people might know this person mk3 christina cooley um i was in a school with her and when we were like she was an amazing friend amazing person um and through the day i got that phone call was like the worst i was i remember where i was standing i can still like to this day i was actually on a date with a girl and it was pretty pretty rough Um, I got a phone call and they were like, Hey, um, she's passed, uh, you know, X, Y, Z. And I like fell to my knees crying because that was an amazing person. And I was like, I was like, what could I have done kind of thing? So that's like why I've kind of taken this thing way more seriously, especially like me going through it. And like that, I've always worn that one, like on my shoulder Mm -hmm. as far as like a lost friend. Mm -hmm. Have you, have you thought about, um, you know, possibly like using, um, TA or something like that to get, you know, you're obviously very passionate about it. Have you looked at maybe getting like any sort of certifications for, you know, counseling or helping anybody or like, uh, EEO certs or anything like that? Or, uh, I haven't really looked about it. I mean, that's actually some good ideas. Uh, I don't know how far I get into that because definitely like when you start peering into the window of others sometimes you you can i definitely empathize really bad when i like Mm -hmm. hear others so Mm -hmm. i definitely would i take take the hits like they where they're already wearing Mm -hmm. them kind of thing okay so some of the signs so we do suicide awareness training um all the time um so some of the signs are you know um you know, some of the smaller ones, like lethargic, not really wanted to talk to anybody. I mean, Boone, you could probably attest to some of these. Um, you know, one of the big ones, self-isolation, you know, uh, giving some of your stuff away, yeah. you know, um, just not being like, you know, those people that are normally like super outgoing, 
you know, are just sheltered and not really feeling it, you know, yeah. um, if angry, st- angry. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a big one that I noticed to myself at the station. Um, everybody's like, why are you such an angry asshole all the time? Like when I was like dealing with my stuff and I was like, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a problem. Yeah. Kind of thing. So it, th- there are some people do exhibit signs and some people do not. Um, you know, a good example is um, uh, Robin Williams was a good example. You know, dude, like he made his living off making people fucking laugh. Yes. You know, that was took a, his, that was a hard one. Yeah. You know, took his own life. You know, it's sometimes it's it's either it's it's in my experience dealing with it. It's either. Yeah, I fucking saw that coming, you know, and then you feel like a piece of shit for not saying anything or it's like totally you, off guard. Yeah. Like, are you sure? Like, that doesn't sound like them. Are you sure? Because I know them that don't I don't think that's that's not them. They wouldn't do that, you know. Um, so. Take take the time to notice your people, um, you know, um, talk about actual issue like, like Boone, you wrote here, man, like. Talk about actual issues face as well as situations, mental health related that causes it. So like, you know, um, people that have traumatic experiences, whether it's assault, uh, some sort of PTSD, uh, some sort of violence in their life are statistically, I said it right, are more prone to uh, committing self-harm. So just, again, take a fucking a quick gander at your people every once in a while. And stop worrying about fucking, you know, FSMS and stop worrying about TMT and stop worrying about RFO and worry about your fucking people first, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, so that was also like a, a note for me. Um, those. So that's a big one that I've kind of like me and Jimothy got in this long conversation about it the other day because he was like, what's something like you're passionate about? And I was like getting help for like non-race and stuff like that. Because I saw two different situations when I was at the station that caused mental health because they didn't have enough money to buy gas or barely pay their rent and stuff like that. We had a non-rate and it was up in the Northeast and he was barely making enough money to, because we didn't have barracks where we were at because it was all full. And... Basically, the apartment he was living in, it covered it, all of his BH was went to it, and then he was paying another like couple hundred dollars for utilities. So he didn't have enough money for gas, but he had just enough for groceries. And this kid was having to walk through the snow, like to get to the station for duty, and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it's frustrating that you have these like isolated units, and they're like, oh yeah, they'll figure it out. They'll live on the economy. I feel like you know we could out like money should be going towards like building barracks for these new non rates and stuff like that. Like these isolated stations where like the BEH isn't that high putting like, instead of paying $2 million to buy a new basketball court, like they did at my unit, mm-hmm. uh, spend that for barracks or something like that. Yeah, Or, or like coast guard housing. Like there's not that many units that have mm-hmm. coast guard housing. Exactly. Yeah. I have never been to a unit in 16 years that has had coast guard housing. There like, is a I... bird trapped on my back porch. Uh, Shiny hold, squirrels. Hold on. Hold on one second. 
What's up, you fucking pussies? This episode of the Scrunnel Sailor Podcast is brought to you by me, Big J. That's right. I bought a commercial spot on this podcast. You're probably wondering, why would you do that, Big J? Daddy, why would you do it? Well, how does a daddy long legs catch its prey, baby? Slaps his Animax on the table and says, Daddy's got it. And that's right, Daddy's got it. Just consider it a wedding down from me, baby. Because I'm rich, bitch! And now y'all enjoy the show. Uh, why aren't these COs and OICs, like, I know, like, when, when we say COIC, we think of, you know, all-knowing, all-powerful, like, the Wizard of Oz kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I do understand, now that I'm older and have more experience, that OICs are sometimes at the whim of their sector or district, number one, and number two, are limited on their budget and personnel. So, like, you know, like you said earlier, sometimes you got to rob Peter to pay Paul. Um, and like, I don't think the basketball court was a good idea, but you know, did anyone that non-rate walk in the snow, did anybody say like, Hey, XPO, Hey chief, Hey EPO, you know, Hey senior, Hey master chief, we need to fucking help this guy. Like what? something's not right here, you know? And if you go through his finances with him, which is usually the first step, like, okay, why are you doing this? Uh, cause I've had that like where guy was late to duty cause he had to take the bus. And they're like, why are you doing that? He's like, well, you know, it, he was uh, Filipino in the Filipino community. You send a lot of your money home to your parents and your family. Yeah. Um. So he was sending money home. And like this kid is just like, I'm talking what I'm telling you. He was eating cheap. He was eating fucking cheap. Like we'd go to the galley. I'm like, hey, man, we're going to the galley. He's like, that's OK. I was like, I'll buy. And I'm t- when I, like, he's filling his cargo pockets with ketchup, saltine crackers, salt packets like this dude is just like. Yeah, you know, that's that's what he's eating, and like we were like, we need to go through your finances with you. Went through his finances, like, hey man, you you're sending half your paycheck somewhere every every two weeks. Where's it going? He goes, I, I'm paying for my mom and dad and my grandmother. We're like, oh Jesus, okay. So like, you know, the command stepped in and helped him with the budget and helped him with you know reduced um uh you can do reduced uh galley meal charges, you know. So yeah. like he would. He would he would volunteer to take like a thir- an extra third day, so like he'd stand like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and they could leave it on Thursday, so that he could have the reduced meals at at the galley, you know. So your your commands can help, but like, yeah, that. So there's actually another kid, same thing. Money was involved, and you know he went to the command and was like, "I'm going to kill myself," and they were like, "Oh, why?" And he's like, I- "I'm in this financial debt," and they were like, "Okay, so." They actually had this like SKC come down from sector like every like twice a month or twice a week and sit down and be like, all right, this is your budget and blah, blah, blah. And like by, by the end of the year, we'll have everything paid off. And he was, it was like a good, a good chunk of money. Like he hadn't paid on his car for like a year and like had no insurance. He hadn't had a registered car in a year. He hadn't paid for like his lien in a year and stuff like that. And, uh, he ended up, you know, he got, he got the help and like was doing way better. He's actually now getting ready to put on second now. Damn. But sometimes he, that's all it takes is one fucking person who gives a shit. Yeah. And so the other thing with that, the basketball court thing was like one of those like uh, hit MWR like allocated funds for like making uh, people's life better uh, kind of thing. The sh- the, a cat just Jesus Christ, dude. I swear to God. Zoo out there. I am looking at my fucking bird feeder out my back window, and there was birds on it, and a cat just jumped over my fence and ate a fucking bird. 
Yeah. <laughs> like no shit, dude. Circle of life. It's a circle of life. I'm very um, glad the kids didn't see that. <laughs> oh, I know. Thank God, dude. My daughter would have shit a talking duck if a cat ate a bird. Uh, um. So you also wrote down um why people don't ask for help. Uh, you I kind of wanna... like, like covered that with like talking about it, like the knee jerk reactions that like these OICs and CEOs have and like not really having a nurturing environment. I feel like, like I don't want to speak out of turn for Jimothy, uh, but I'm going to, cause I don't fucking care. And this is my podcast. So yeah, I'm going to say whatever. I, I probably know where you're going to go with this. Um, I, I, when I talked to him about his, his boards, um, he would kept telling me that they kept trying to get him to fucking freak out. Like, yeah, you know, that's hey. what we're talking about. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're a person of this, and like they wanted him to go, fuck him, UCMJ. And Jimothy would be like, I don't know. I'm going to go ask him, see what's going on. I'm not going to book him for that. Let's just, let's go see what we can do. Yeah, you know? the Coast Guard and, runs really bad on the perception of something without asking what's going on. Yes. Yes, and I think, it, like, it's it's I'm a little biased because the, the senior leadership that I've kept in contact with those are the people that do that, that do not, how do I say this? Don't it's, overreact. Yes. Yeah. So like take, yeah. take the time to check on their people before yes. making any hastily made decisions. Because yeah, if you're slow down if, and look at the bigger picture. Yeah. yeah. Cause if you're a piece of shit, I automatically don't want to have anything to do with you. I just like, Oh, you're a piece of shit. Okay. Well, nice meeting you. I'll see you hopefully never. And then I never talk to them ever again. Hopefully, you know? Yeah. So I yeah, like, like RC Cola is one of those people. God damn it. Chief's one of those people. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about the senior chief that sent us the fucking two coins. I also have heard nothing but good things. Um, everybody uh, I've talked to also like I've heard nothing but good things about the new master chief and the new uh, commandant. Everybody same. has like worked same. around worked around them. They're like they're amazing. I'm like this is gonna be sick. I hope so. I hope this place gets its shit together and like really is like. I hope when I'm at my 19 between my 19 year mark and when the day I retire, I hope I can go, man, I'm going to fucking miss this. And instead of going, man, fuck this shit and fuck all yeah, you, like, I'm out. Forget my, forget who I am. Forget my phone number. Peace. I'm out. I, I feel like, like Admiral Pap, now that we're talking about commandants, like <laughs> put a bad taste in everybody's mouth as like the no fun guy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I hope, I hope the Coast Guard can get their swag back. For yeah, sure. I was um, in during that. I got in at Admiral Z. That's where I was at. Did you know my mustache was approved by Admiral Z? <laughs> I did. I did know that. I've told the story before, right? Yeah, like not the not the one you have now, like your no. old one. My old one, um, like my old hefty ass mustache. I held the door open for him going into all hands, and he stops, turns and looks at me. I mean, it was way, way like when I say out of regs way out of regs you know and like the picture I could, of like this is bad <laughs> yeah like it went like luckily my mustache curled up if i grabbed it and pulled it straight down it would come down to fucking here dude i could curl it up to fucking here and he stops looks over at me and he goes nice mustache and then shot me the finger gun and then went inside and did the all hands <laughs> so we had um, 
uh, XPO at the station that would walk around with the fucking mustache would cut out like on Super Troopers and like hold it up to your face. Be like, go shave that shit. Oh, Jesus. So like that that's one of those things that bothers me. Like, hey, man, uh, do you not have anything else to do? Do you have nothing else to do? Yeah. You know, so like uh, and my before, let's say let, minus the last two years, because I, I gave up the last two years before that. You know, you can talk to Jimothy how I ran my shit. My shit was squared away. You so know? you always talk I don't know. about how you like you like blow Jimmy's horn or Jimothy's horn. It's funny yeah. because he blows your horn on the back back end. All we, yeah, is, yeah, all we hear about is Miami. Miami. <laughs> all we hear about is Miami. Like the other day yeah. at the range when he was like sending you the thing, but he like laid everything out. He's like, I gotta show Mr. Miami. He's gonna be so proud of me. <laughs> And I was like, are you really sending him a picture? Like, the multi-tool? He literally yeah. pulled it out of the thing just to send you a picture. Yeah, he but went, guess what? Guess who Guess who the only person on the range day who had a sight tool was? Jimothy. Okay? Yeah, I know. Place yeah, both. I, I know, but, like, he was, like, he was, like, so, he's, like, the range sheet, he was, like, this is the most important one because this one, Mr. Miami made for me, and I have to photocopy it every time because I lost <laughs> the PDF file for it. <laughs> He's like, so sign this one, and we were like, okay. Oh, that's that's so good to hear, you know. Um, he, I, I yeah, he toots your horn backstage too, so. Well, that's good. I'm glad we're tooting each other's horns on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> um, does anybody have anything for last calls for sexual assault, sexual harassment, uh, suicide prevention, suicide awareness, uh, counseling resources? Anything like that? Uh, I no. think I got it all out. I think we all did. All right. I think we're going to go ahead and listen to Disgruntled Sailor mumble his way through the next FRC namesake. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> let me pull it up. Wait. Is, is, is Jimothy in the room with you? I can get him. You want him? I just want to see if he knows this person off the top of his head. One second. What person? The, the person the FRC is named after. Oh, because I'm pretty sure I'm about to butcher this last name. <laughs> Here, I'll just I'll just go holler at him, dude. What do you want? What do you want to bet he knows it or doesn't know it? If he knows it off the cuff, he has to just hop in real quick. Really? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, what do you think the chances of him knowing it are? Like out on scale of ten, like one knowing nothing, like ten knowing everything. Yeah, six point seven. Really? So I feel like that. he just left for watch. I can put him on okay. speakerphone if you want him. Nah, nah. Okay. I just, you know, what? yes. Call him. I just want to know if he knows who it is. Okay. Like, watch him go. Like, oh yeah, that's WPC one one zero four. Like. <laughs> uh, I was told to call you to ask if you know anything about hole number eleven oh four. Do I need to name drop it? Yeah, tell him to ask him if he knows. Yeah, what do you know about the Arid? Uh, I have to look up the name on that one. I don't know it. Oh, you were you were and you you fell. Yeah, you fell. Yeah, that no, like that doesn't matter. Colonel Taylor's ought to do the namesake, and Mr. Miami said that you could probably do it better. I don't know that one. I want to, I want to hear it. Is he going to do it right 
yeah. Tell me you can listen to it when it tell drops. Tell me you can fucking listen. <laughs> they, said, they said you can fucking listen to it when the episode drops. Mr. Miami told me to call you, so you can't, you're not messing up the episode. You were requested. Your presence was requested. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Alright, go, uh, go chase around uh, Blinky Lights. What's up? Go chase around Blinky Lights on the boat. I, I will. I'm going to be very good at it, too. <laughs> Alright. So, Alright. So, so, you heard how to say the name, so go ahead. How are you going to say it? I was gonna say yerd. <laughs> yerd. 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 All right, so it's Yared, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so Coast Guard Cutter Robert Yared, or you know, you heard any one of them. So uh, let's see here. Robert J. Yared was born December second, nineteen forty-nine, in Mills, Massachusetts. Yared enlisted into the Coast Guard at the age of 17 and rose to the rank of Master Chief before he retired. So the Coast Guard cutter Robert Yared, WPC-1104, is a Sentinel-class cutter uh, based in Miami. She was launched on November 23, 2012, and commissioned on February 15, 2012. So she's named after Benjamin First Class Robert Yared of the U.S. Coast Guard, who put out a fire on an ammunition barge while assigned with the Coast Guard Explosive Loading Detachment at Cat Lai in South Vietnam during the Vietnam War. Uh, Yerd was a, Yerd, Yerd was <laughs> awarded a Silver Star by the U.S. Army for his heroism, and the citation reads as follows. The President of the United States of America, authorized by Act of Congress July 9, 1918, takes pleasure in presenting the Silver Star Army Award to Benjamin First Class Robert J. Yard, United States Coast Guard, for gallantry in action while engaged in military operations involving conflict with an armed hostile force in the Republic of Vietnam. Benjamin First Class Yard distinguished himself by exceptionally valorous actions on the morning of 18 February 1968 as the safety advisor to the United States Army term- Terminal Cat lie. The terminal was subject to an intense enemy rocket mortar and small arms attack. One of the rocket rounds struck a barge on which there were several hundred tons of mortar ammunition and immediately ignited a fire. The blazing barge threatened to destroy three other ammunition ships, of which there were in excess of 15,000 tons of high explosive. Benjamin Yared, without regard for his personal safety, exposed himself to the enemy fusillade as he helped extinguish the fire on the burning ship, his courageous act aver- his courageous act averted total destruction of the ammunition ship and the United States Army Terminal. Benjamin First Class Yared's gallantry in action was in keeping with the highest traditions of the military service and reflects great credit upon himself, his unit, and the United States Coast Guard. So this dude, right, apparently, like, he's out in fucking Vietnam. And he starts that where they're at starts getting under attack and like without regard for his fucking own safety, put himself in harm's way to go out there and fucking help put out these fires when there's fucking mortars and rockets and bullets flying everywhere. And he, and he ultimately helped save the barge and, and put out the fire. And it goes on to say that, uh, without his efforts, like he saved countless lives. So there's no telling how many people would have ended up dying. I mean, like, 
this thing said 15,000 tons of high explosives. Like, I mean, I don't know how big of a boom that would make, but it's got to be fucking big boom. That's big boom. It would, uh, it would definitely be the sun. Damn. But he's, he's from your favorite, uh, state, Mr. Miami. Massachusetts? Ass and two shits. Yeah. Ass and two shits. Uh, damn, man, that's cool. All right. So, you guys ready for some last calls? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you have any? I do, yeah. How many you got? A couple. They're not long. But I do want to tell a story first. Okay. So, someone in my rate has been helping me out a lot, right? Like, I don't claim to know anything, and I'm not afraid to ask for help. Liar. Like, liar, liar, pants on fire. Whatever. <laughs> I ask you for help all the fucking time. So, <laughs> no, I this, wasn't talking about asking help. I was talking about oh, you saying you don't claim to know everything. Liar, liar, pants on fire. I, I know a lot, but I, this I've been out of this specific aspect of my job for a number of years. And so I was well behind the curve. And every time I shot this person an email, they gave me a response. Here it is in the manual. Here's a checklist on exactly how to do it. And so I was like, you know what? I always talk about, you know, looking out for your people, looking out for people who helped you, you know, take care of your own. Mm -hmm. And so I emailed this girl and I was like, hey, I, I appreciate all your help. You know, I'd still be way behind the curve if it wasn't for you. Who's your supervisor? So I can tell them like how good of a fucking job you're doing, you know, and she hit me back with, that's my fucking job, and I'm happy to do it. And, like, she said it po more polite than that. Yeah. But that's how I read it when I saw it. And I was like, this chick did not answer my question, for one. <laughs> and so I was like, and so I was like, you know what? I'll find out who her fucking supervisor is, my goddamn self. So I go to Global, where everybody goes, and there's nothing listed. Like not a fucking office she works at. Did you go to did you go to like uh contact card membership and see what kind of bang list she's on? Correct. Did that. Wow. Nothing. So I was like, this is hard. Uh, cause this was the only way I knew how. And I go, you know what? I know some motherfucking people. So uh fuck. Uh I I don't know if we came up with a nickname for him, but he was an MK1 on our ship, and his wife is a hers warrant now i know who you're talking about okay so i message her and go hey long time no see i need help i need to know who this motherfucker supervisor is and she <laughs> sent me back a whole fucking list of like this is everybody in that motherfucker's chain of command <laughs> and so i picked two of them and wrote like this fucking glowing ass fucking email yeah and uh and i was like i in, even in the email i go I rarely take the time to recognize people for their efforts, especially because I'm from a an era where not everybody gets a trophy, right? Correct. But when somebody goes above and beyond for you, I do like to take that time to recognize them. And this person told me it was her job and she was happy to do so. And as much as I appreciate that attitude towards your job, I still feel like some recognition is warranted, even if this email only goes to affect her marks. And I was like, in a in a rate as competitive as ours, uh, it, with all rates, I was like, any recognition helps. And I hope you guys to you know know that this email is genuine. And they their supervisor wrote me back and was like, 
thank you so much. I will in- personally ensure that this email makes it up the chain. That's pretty cool. I recently had a similar, same, same, but different experience where Jimothy was fucking tooting my horn again and telling people I know what I'm doing against my better judgment. So there I am sitting with my feet up looking through Instagram during the workday, as I normally do. And he calls me on my personal phone. He's like, hey, I have a question about this. Very, very, very extremely rate specific. Not a lot of people in my rate know how to do this. And I'm like, he's like, I have a question about this. And I start right of my mouth. And he's like, can you just, can you just call them? I go, I, oh, I know exactly. I was in the office for this. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> yes. I was in the office. I was laughing so hard in the corner. I was like, did you just task him? And he's like, no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So his request was for me to contact a boat forces manager at a different district. And help them with something that they were having trouble doing. And I was like, okay. So I call the I'm like, give me their contact info. And I'm expecting their desk phone. He, this motherfucker gives me their personal cell phone number. And I get a, it's ringing. And I get a, hello? And I go, hello? They go, who's this? And I go, is this warrant officer this? And they went, yes. I go, hey, how you doing? It's Mr. Miami. I didn't say Mr. Miami, obviously. I was like, uh, Jimothy told me you need some assistance. What can I help you with? And they go on to explain what's going on. I was like, oh, yeah, I can. I've actually had to do this recently. I was like, I can send that to you in a minute and a half. And they go, really? I go, yeah. She goes, I've been trying to get a hold of Forcecom, like Norfolk Portsmouth Forcecom, like the big Forcecom, not your district or sector Forcecoms, like the big Forcecoms. And no one's been able to help me. I was like, well, I have it right here if you want it. You yeah, know? sometimes it's all about who you fucking know. Yeah. Yeah, that goes back and, to him and his networking thing. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, no problem. So I wrote a email in under a minute and sent it out. And they were like, uh, thank you so much. I've been trying for five days to figure this out. No one knows what they're talking about. No one, no one was able to give me any information other than, I don't know, you just make that shit up and figure it out. And I was like, I mean... I don't know if mine's right. Here's what I did, and it's been working pretty good. And, you know, it was just interesting that, like, you know, it's both sides of, you know, like, me and you both sides, like, you know, having that network and then, like, Jimothy knowing me and calling me. He called me one time and goes, like, I remember, like, he was, like, on the phone. He's like, hey, I have a question about this. Again, race specific. He's like, what's, how do you do this? And I go, it's this. And he like it. He took the I could I, I could hear it because the tone changed. Took the phone away from his face. He goes, "See, I knew it." All right, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Like he's proving people wrong about things that aren't even in his rate. You know, like just because it's so fun doing that. Though. Oh man, <laughs> it's so fucking good. Yeah, he does that all the time. He'll do it to me. He'd be like, he's like, "What's this month?" And I'm like, "Uh, like actually, he did this with somebody else the other day." He was like, "He's like, what's uh, important this month?" And they're like, "Tax season." They're like. No, E5 marks. And he's like, they're like, oh, shit. Like, and it wasn't even like his, <laughs> like, rate. <laughs> like, he just does that all the time. He'll, like, walk around to, like, the E4s and E5s, like, what's important this month? And you'll be like, oh, I don't know, my birthday? And they're like, no, marks or, or this or that. And you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, fuck your birthday. Give me those marks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, he'll, he'll, like, thank me for things that I don't, like, he took a service ride one time and got a hundred percent in one section. He's like, 
like he got a hundred percent in one section of a service ride. He goes, "This was all you. You did all of this." I go, "Jim, shut the fuck up, man!" Like, no, I didn't. Like, I just showed you the right way to do it. Like, I just said, "No, you don't do it that way. This, this is what you do." Like, this, I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm not showing you like, I'm not pulling out the Necronomicon and be like, "Look at this secret fucking book I have." I'm just telling you the way it is. He's like, "No, man, you did way more than that." I'm like, "Dude, shut the fuck up. Like, you're being weird, you know." But anyway, enough about fucking Jim. <laughs> I feel like every episode's uh, had him recently. Well, he he makes his own fucking content. Like he does, he makes his own content, and I can't help but fucking share it because it's the biggest thing. I definitely am sad that I'm leaving this unit just because I'm leaving him because it is an honor to work next to that guy. If if you made an impact on him, he's never going to leave you alone ever again in your life. That's fine. Never. He can call me whenever he wants. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying. No, I know. He'll he'll have he'll have a question about your rate specifically. Oh yeah. And and he'll call you 7 years from now. Be like, "Hey, remember that time me and you did this, this and this?" Yeah. What what what's exactly? Tell, give me give me the information. And then he'll be like, yeah, yeah see, people don't forget. People don't fucking well, forget. Well, this happened the other day, actually. He was prepping for, for boards, and he, like, hit me up at, like, 7 in the morning. He's like, hey, man, sorry, but I, this question's been, like, in my head. He's like, how does how does this work kind of thing, and what's the, like, routine? And I was like, oh, well, here's the Coast Guard's manual for it. Here's the actual, like, manufacturer's manual for it. I was like, they kind of, like, this one says do it before. This one says do it after. I was like, this is what I would say. And he's like, okay. And, like, Yeah. He's like, awesome. Thank you so much. He's like, that's what I was thinking. I just want to verify. Uh, anyway, fuck Jim. Enough. All right. Discrowned Sailor, you're up. Uh, we're on last calls now? We are on last calls now. All right. So everybody knows the three musketeers, right? Do you know their names? No. Donatello, Michelangelo, and Leonardo. I don't believe that. Those are the Ninja Turtles. Donatello yeah. was one of them, though. <laughs> uh, so anyways... The three musketeers, they use swords. Why didn't they use muskets? Damn. Well, technically, in the in the era of the, the when the book was written, the three musketeers, they had firearms, but they didn't have traditional firearms like a flintlock or a percussion cap or even uh, you know, uh, a case ammunition. They had a firearm that used a flash pan with a wick that would burn, and then the the wick that was on fire would fall into the flash pan, therefore igniting the powder. And they were very, very expensive and hard to come by. And usually they were made by the Germans. And the Germans and the French didn't get along because the Musketeers were French, obviously. Oh, so geez. that is why they didn't use firearms. I knew you would have something to say. Third. All right. So... Maybe that was a good fucking answer. <laughs> uh, Could someone play so... that back? I want to make sure that was fucking right. No, it's too late. Yo, run that shit back uh, real quick. <laughs> so my next one is botanically speaking cooked popcorn is actually a fruit no because it comes from the seed of a flower corn doesn't flower popcorn bro no cooked popcorn no corn does 100%. not corn does not flower yeah it doesn't flower are you trying to tell me eating a bowl of popcorn is a salad it's a fruit you can have fruit salad <laughs> All right, my last one. Do you uh, know why popcorn kernels pop? I don't know. Heat? No, because they're it's a sealed container and there's a little bit of oil or water in there, and as it heats, it creates a concussion. Once it reaches so the boiling point, you're so an heat, ass, I was right. You're heat. an asshole. Asshole. <laughs> asshole. 
All right, so my last one. Uh, future archaeologists will think Mount Everest was a gulag because everybody who dies on Mount Everest, their body stays there. They're never recovered. I don't like that one. It's too, it's too dangerous to get up there. I don't like that one. I got one. You don't have to fucking like it. What's up? Have you heard the wheel and door conversation? Is there more wheels or doors in the world? Yes. Okay. Is that is that your question? Is there more? Well, it's, what do you think? Is there it's more doors. wheels or doors? It's one hundred percent doors. Yeah. It's gotta be doors. It's doors. Like think of fire trucks and all that shit. Mm-hmm. That was like the first thing I thought. I was like, fire trucks. Yeah. How many doors are on a fire truck? Well, so back to your last one. Did you know Rush Mount Rushmore was supposed to be bigger than it actually was? And it was actually supposed to have their torsos, not just their heads. Yes, I think I did know that. Yeah. Inside, there's a cave you can go in, and there's secrets in there. Oh, like... <laughs> <laughs> like for fucking National Treasure? That was based on a true story. A lot of people don't know that. Um, all right, you done? Yeah. Do you think you've ever bought milk from the same cow twice? I, I doubt it, man. There's a fuck ton of dairy cows out there. Like you don't think like there's some cow and like so your geographical area they they don't ship milk from New York to California, you know and vice versa. I, I don't know. I don't. I assume they they, no, I don't know. But like, I got to receive milk trucks on the highway, so it's got to be local ish. So if you're in a geographical area for three to four years, there's a chance you're buying milk from the same cow. I mean, there is a chance. Yeah. You know, I bet the guy that the first guy to eat to drink out of a cow's udder did a lot of other weird shit too yeah like speaking of not seeing milk trucks like it's pretty rare when you see your neighbors actually bringing groceries into their house if you see them at all yeah it's like the matrix um let's see uh raisins are just grape jerky okay yeah absolutely that's fair that's fair yeah yeah um hold on i'm scrolling i'm scrolling um, crispy is just crunchy but thin. Crispy is just crunchy but thin. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I had to like talk that one out <laughs> out loud. Yeah. Uh, CPR is just the human version of blowing into a video game cartridge until it works again. <laughs> I mean, you ain't wrong. Yeah. See, you, you clear the area. You, you know, pinch the nose. What? You're not supposed to blow in the game cartridge. You're not. But it fucking works. It works. You're not supposed to. That's like one of those. That's like one of those things. Like a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's like you know. I said like if you say roll the window down or you know, um, what the fuck's the other one? Put the window down. Act, act like you're talking on a telephone to like kids. They have no idea. No, like when you you say things like roll the window down. Why do we say roll the window down? Because you used to have to fucking actually roll it down. Yeah, but kids these days don't fucking know that. I know. I did that to my daughter not too long ago. I was like, show me. If you're trying to signal to me to roll the window down, what are you going to do? And she goes, boom. <laughs> and I go, no. No. And I go, if you're trying to tell me you're on the phone, what do you do? And she goes like this. And I was like, no. No, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no. Um, and the last one I had is that, do you know who Patrick Reyna is? Renna, Patrick Renna. The name sounds familiar. Who do you think it is? A fighter. Yes. I'm gonna say. Isn't a fighter. he like an actor or a comedian or something like that? You're close. Like he, 
Like I know the name. I just can't. He's an actor. What did he play in? I don't remember, bro. He was in uh, Green Machine. Oh wait, 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 wait! I know who he is. He's the short, fat guy, right? From uh, a lot of he's a lot of fucking movies. Name one. Uh, fuck, I'm trying to think. Okay, he just he said always one. speaks weird too. Huh? Uh, he, he just said one. He didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's but I can't. I know who you're talking about, and I honestly can't name a fucking what, movie. What color hair is it? What color hair does he have? Brown. No. He's got he's got red hair. No. Google him. I'm, I'm I must be thinking about a different person. Google him real Hold quick. Patrick. R e n n a. Yeah 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 yeah. I'm pulling it up. Why does this not have a fucking picture? Oh, I was thinking about a different guy. I know who you're talking about. You're talking about the catcher from fucking Sandlot. I am. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I was thinking of a different guy. Recently, the Sandlot star, Patrick Reyna, started coaching his son's Little League team. That's fucking great. How fucking cool is that to, yeah. like... You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, fucking Smalls. Full circle. You know, it's full fucking circle. It's cool to see full circle shit. Yeah. But... Oh, are you done or no? I'm yeah, done. there it is. There's okay. the photo. Yep. Yeah. See? You can see it. Yep. So, before... Yeah. We call it a day. In this episode, if I can figure it out, you are going to hear an ad from Big J. Okay, so if let's you... let's explain this. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So, obviously, Big J is one of the most ridiculous characters I've ever met. He sends me the funniest shit ever. Like, he sent me one thing the other day. It was like, he... He sent me like it was like a I forget what it was, but it, it was like a brand and it was like a sexual innuendo. He goes, Will you ask the wife this? And then she responds and then he runs like to the shower and like it says I faucet or something like that. And like the sexual innuendo and he just sends me the most random fucking shit and he's a character to the highest degree. Okay. Yeah, he was he sent me a Snapchat the other day. It was him and his son in a grocery store. And his son was pushing, like, the little kids' buggies, you know, like some grocery stores had. Or yeah. shopping carts for all you fucking ridiculous people out there. Uh, and he was like, nope, not that owl. Nope, not that owl. And then his kid turned down the beer aisle. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, you can go to that one. <laughs> you know, it's good. It's not to be sentimental, but, you know, him and Rat says, um, every time I see them post something about their kids, you know, um, I remember when, you know, not to begin tell tales out of school, but I remember when they were trying to have kids and it wasn't going the way they wanted to, you know, and um, not having a son, you know, because I was blessed to have a son and, you know, just having trouble, you know, um, getting to the baby coming out and being healthy. And I remember talking to Ratsnish and Galveston four years ago about it. I remember Big J having issues with it. And now to go from, yeah, man, I really hope someday you can, you know, be blessed with a son and have your own kid to he's sending me Snapchats on the regular of his one-year-old yeah. son fucking like he's doing dad stuff. He's doing dad stuff. Like I remember Big J just having bad days underway, just having bad days. And now just seeing him just fucking 
I hang out with my fucking kid all day. Like, yeah, dude, that's fucking great. Yeah, it's fucking having having the time of his life. Having the time of, it's it's cool to see people go from you know because I oh, sorry mom, excuse me. I I was I kind of take it for granted. You know, I have three healthy kids. I have a son and two daughters, and you know, my son was already nine years old when I met Big J and Ratsnitch. So I already had those experiences and I was, you know, definitely take it for granted. And because, but watching them with their kids for the first time, you know, watching Ratsnitch make chief and have his fucking second kid and watching Big J have his first kid and just both of them, the issues that they went through just to see them with their kid, Alive and healthy and fucking doing business. It's fucking yeah. really cool. It's really cool. And I'm, I'm not gonna put that sappy shit underneath their fucking Instagram or Facebook posts. Um, but because uh, that's not how I am. I'm gonna tell everyone that listens here because I think that's funnier somehow. But it's just cool to see. I can look at that and be like, because when I look at Big J and his kid and like what him and what they're doing, I appreciate my kids a little bit more. When they post that kind of shit, you know what I'm saying. But, so, anyways, back to what we were talking about. Yes, back to what we were talking uh, about. Uh, so, if I can figure out how to do it, I'm gonna insert an ad he recorded for us in there that he did all all for himself. Now, listen, it's not an ad. Yeah, but it, it's like a <laughs> we're gonna insert it like we do ads. Here's um, here's how it's gonna work. Um, Big J gave us twenty bucks, or what? I forget what he paid us. And you just get anywhere from 10 to 30 seconds to say whatever the fuck you want. Within reason. Within reason. <laughs> Nothing racist. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So if you guys want to do something like that. Like, I, uh, I, one, I think it'll be fun if listeners get involved and do ridiculous shit like that. I'm going to start think... paying, paying for Jimmy to have his little window on here. <laughs> Hello, yeah, welcome to Jimmy's in. Corner. <laughs> Slide in mine or uh, disgruntled Miami's DMs, and we'll, we'll tell you what to do. Like, I hope it gets to the point where it's like, you know, it's just twenty minutes of fucking <laughs> no, listener. No. Here, here's what I here's what I want. I want to get like, you know, okay, let's move on to the next segment, and then you hear beep. All right, hey everybody, this is Seaman Timmy from Station Whatever. Um, MKC, go fuck yourself. I fucking hate you, and I uh, hope you crash your car on the way to work. Boop, and we're like, all right, we're back. You know, and I hope that's yeah, what it gets yeah. to. Like, I don't want you people to name <laughs> drop. Okay, do it within reason. Don't yes, name. Yes. Don't straight up call somebody out. Okay, because yeah. I probably won't put it in there. But it's gonna get screened. Wanna, yeah, if, if you want to just give us, you know, if you send us a unit coin, like, hey, I'll send you unit coin for a name drop or, or a unit coin for a twenty second spot. Be like, yeah, dude, sold. And you just want to go and be like, hey, uh, this is seeming Timmy or whatever. And my MKC is a fucking asshole, and I hate him, and I hope his wife divorces him. Thanks. And, like, that's it. We're cool with that, man. I mean, at least I'm cool with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely listen to them before we put them in. But, all right. Well, that's uh, all I fucking have. Yeah, same. That's all I got. Thanks for coming on, Boo, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Thank you. All right. See you guys. Later. Bye. Bye.